This is Glass House. My name is Leanna Harrison. I'd like to consider this a short podcast, and the subject is poetry. This is my second podcast, and I appreciate everyone who listens. While listening to Radio Lab's latest podcast, Elements, I heard this poem. And what I love about poetry is that it can reach into the depths of your heart and really say the ugliest parts of you in beautiful words. I remember after listening to it, just sitting in my driveway and tearing up, thinking, they know me, they get me. And so I just wanted to do a compilation of, first and foremost, that poem I heard in my driveway which can also be heard on the Radiolab podcast episode, Elements, and my favorite poem growing up, along with a few people in my group of friends, their favorite poems as well. I hope you enjoy. We are flying over Greenland. Your elbow is too close to mine on the airplane armrest. Down there, they are excavating uranium from beneath the Arctic ice and selling indiscriminately. Though from here, I can only see the white of ice sheets and glacier-topped mountains. This is an island of fishing rigs and colorful houses, cod and catfish stew and tomato cream. Once I thought every isotope in me is radioactive. I make the people who love me sick. This is a teenage way of thinking. But you have uncovered a glowing spark in the pristine, frozen places within me. That was Uranium from poet Emily Hockaday, read by Jonice Abbott-Pratt. The second poem is by Billy Collins. It's entitled, On Turning Ten. The whole idea of it makes me feel like I'm coming down with something. Something worse than any stomach ache or the headache I get from reading in bad light. A kind of measles of the spirit, a mumps of the psyche, a disfiguring chickenpox of the soul, You can tell me it's too early to be looking back, but that's because you have forgotten the perfect simplicity of being one and the beautiful complexity introduced by two. But I could lie on my bed and remember every digit. At four, I was an Arabian wizard. I could make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier at nine a prince but now i am mostly at the window watching the late afternoon light back then it never felt so solemnly against the side of my treehouse and my bicycle never leaned against the garage as it does today all the dark blue speed drained out of it this is the beginning of sadness i say to myself as I walk through the universe in my sneakers, 
It's time to say goodbye to my imaginary friends. Time to turn the first big number. It seems only yesterday I used to believe there is nothing under my skin but light. If you cut me, I would shine. But now, when I fall upon the sidewalks of life, I skin my knees, I bleed. My name is Jennifer Ann Klinger. I reside in Nashville, Tennessee. And my favorite poem is Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll lived from 1832 to 1898. I love the Jabberwocky because, for one, I had to learn it in the fourth grade, but when I did read it, it grabbed me. It has a dark, ominous, eerie tone to it, but the underlying message is that if you face your demons, you gather all your courage and face them, then you are able to overcome them. So here goes The Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. Twas brillig and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borgoves and the moanwraths outgrave. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird and shun, the firmiest bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand. Long time the minxome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tolgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went glumphing back. And hast thou slain the jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabjous day, kalu, kalay, he chortled in his joy. "'Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borgoves, and the moanwraths outgrabe." The end. I am May Harrison. I'm, I'm seven years old, and I live in Joplin, Missouri. This poem is from Robert Frost. It's called The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow woods, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler along I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where I'd been in undergrowth, then took that other as just as fair, and having perhaps a better claim, because it was grassy wanted where, though as for that passing there had had warned them really about the same, and both that morning equally laid, and leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how, it leads on to way. I doubted if I should ever come back. 
I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in the woods, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Hi, my name's Riley Harrison, and I'm seven. I live in Joplin, Missouri, and this book is, this poem is by Robert Frost, and it's called Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods, the frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bell a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sound, the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. Erica McMullen, Dayton, Ohio. No Man is an Island by John Donne. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends, or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. I really like this poem because it reminds me that we're all connected in the world and if you lose someone that's special to you, you are less for it because they were a part of you. Hi, I'm Natalie Herod. I grew up in Joplin, Missouri, but as of right now, anywhere that I am, that's where I call home. My quote is from someone unknown. The quote is, Disobedience came from one man, but salvation came from one man. To me, I love this poem because, yeah, sin <laughs> entered in because of one person. My name is Josh Glick. I am from Columbus, Ohio, and the poem I've selected is Hurling Crowbirds at Mocking Bars by Buddy Wakefield. Um, choosing a favorite poem to me is almost like choosing a favorite movie in that it's impossible and changes all the time. Um, but when you have to answer, you might as well give the people something that has a little bit of everything in it. And Hurling Crowbirds and Mocking Bars is one of my favorite, not only spoken word poems, but written poems. Um, Buddy Wakefield's performance is pretty incredible. Um, I definitely recommend looking that up. But beyond that, like the poem starts off with such a, a, great idea in the idea of God as a child smashing fire ants because we've all heard the metaphor of us being the fire ants and it brings up you know that whole question of what's greater in the universe and then gets so much more personal as the poem goes on before wrapping up so nicely and there's so many great individual lines that you could pick out and that I remember over and over again um it's just overall a, a really great piece by him um so now I'm going to read, and again it's called Hurling Crowbirds at Mocking Bards, and it's by Buddy Wakefield. If we were created in God's image, then when God was a child, he smushed fire ants with his fingertips and avoided tough questions. 
There are ways around being the go-to person, even for ourselves. Even when the answer is clear, like the holy water Gentiles drank before they realized forgiveness is the release of all hope for a better past. I thought those were chime shells in your pocket, so I chucked a quarter at it, hoping to hear some part of you respond on a high note. You acted like I was hurling crowbirds at mocking bars and abandoned me for not making sense. Evidently, I don't experience things as rationally as you do. For example, I know, mercy, when I have enough money to change the jukebox at a gay bar. Somebody's got to change that shit. You understand the power of God's mercy whenever someone shoves a stick of morphine straight up into your heart. It felt amazing the days you were happy to see me. So I smashed a beehive against the ocean to try and make our splash last longer. Remember, all the honey had me looking like a jellyfish ape, but you walked off the water in a porcupine of light, strands of gold drizzling out to the tips of your wasps. This is an apology letter to the both of us for how long it took me to let things go. It was not my intention to make such a production of the emptiness between us. Playing tuba on the tombstone of a soprano to try and keep some dead singer's perspective alive. It's just that I could have swore you had sung me a love song back there, and that you meant it. But I guess sometimes people just chew with their mouths open. So I eat earplugs alive with my throat, hoping they get lodged deep enough inside the empty spots that I wouldn't have to hear you leaving. So I wouldn't have to listen to my heart keep saying that all my eggs were in a basket of red flags, all my eyes to a bucket of blindfolds in the cupboard with the muzzles and the gauze. You know I didn't mean to speed so far out and off, trying to drive all your nickels to the well when you were happy to let them wishes drop. But I still show up for gentleman practice. And the company of lead dancers, hoping their grace will get stuck in my shoes. Is that a handsome shadow on my breath, sweet woman? Or is it a cattle call in the school of fish? Still dance with me. Less like a waltz for panic, more for the way we'd hoped to swing. The night we took off everything and we were swinging for the fences. Don't hold it against my love, you know I want to breathe deeper than this. You know I didn't mean to look so serious, didn't mean to act like a filthy floor, didn't mean to turn us both into a cutting board, but there were knives stuck in the words where I came from. Too much time in the back of my words, I pulled knives from my back and my words, I cut trombones from the moments you slipped away. And you know it left me looking like a knife fight, lady. Yeah, you know it left me feeling like a shotgun shell. You know I know I might have gone and lost my breath, but I want to show you how I found my breath to death. It was buried under all the wind instruments, hidden in your castanets. God damn, if you ever want to know how it felt when you left, yeah, if you ever want to come inside, just knock on the spot where I finally pressed stopped playing musical chairs with the exit signs. I'm going to cause you a miracle when you say the way I kept God's image alive. Forgiveness is for anybody who needs a safe passage through my mind. If I was really created in God's image, then when God was a boy, he wanted to grow up to be a man a good man. And when God was a man, a good man, he started telling the truth in order to get honest responses. He'd say, I know, I really should have worn my cross again, but I don't want to scare the Gentiles off. Hello, my name is Kate Wales. and One of my favorite poems is called Bug by Lois Simi. It goes like this. In the window of the washroom at our school yesterday, a little bug was crawling in its little buggy way. I whispered in its tiny ear to not make any noise because it was a ladybug and the washroom was for boys. I was introduced to this poem in elementary school and I just loved the 
rhyme to it and the little joke at the end, and it's just always held a special place in my heart. One of my other favorite poems is one that I wrote for a junior year class project. I called it The River. It goes like this. A wide, deep, meandering river is my life, one stone and two, the trials I've been through. A rapid soon to straighten, my life begins anew. The waterfalls are love, the depth my wish to live. The stillness is a peace that only God can give. As I mentioned before, this is a poem I wrote for a class project. I've always been very proud of it. I'm Erin Green from Springfield, Missouri, and this is God Moves in a Mysterious Way by William Cooper. God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Deep in unfathomable minds of never-failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. His purpose will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. I just want to thank everyone who was a part of this, who took the time to record and send me their favorite poems. I also want to thank the poets for making beautiful artwork. I encourage everyone to go out and support these um, poets by the books, poems are in if you love them. I also couldn't think of any music better for this piece than Paul Cardall, an amazing American pianist. I suggest everyone go check out more of his work. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. This is Glass House. My name is Leanna Harrison. Stay tuned for the next podcast.